Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. I was uh, thinking about Larry David and Curb Your Enthusiasm the other day when I was driving with my wife here in Tarzana. Tarzana! I don't know why I said it with an accent, but hey, it was fun. So we were driving down Ventura Boulevard, and there's still a vacant space where his spite store (laughs) coffee shop existed in his show. My wife and I found it uh, one day driving by. We're like, this looks surprisingly a lot like the store location in Curb Your Enthusiasm. And we found it, and we verified it, and it's there, and it's empty. So anybody else in the world want to open a real spite store, bring that into the world, have at it. I got just the location for you. But I was thinking about Curb, and I was thinking about Larry David, and I was thinking about some other people that I've been inspired by recently. Okay, so what do Larry David, Alanis Morissette, and yes, Billie Eilish have in common? They don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, (laughs) that's true to some extent. But what I'm trying to synthesize here is that kind of just base, primal expression. I think you see all that with all three of them. And I'll I'll break it down a little bit as we go on. But Curb Your Enthusiasm is so funny. And Larry David's so funny because there's so many things he shouldn't get away with, especially nowadays in our counter or counterculture, in our uh, cancel culture, I should say. He should be done, you'd think. Like some of the, I watch it sometimes. I'm like, how the fuck did he get away with that? But you're laughing the whole time. And I think it's because he does it with a genuine curiosity and an innocence to it. And his character always gets beaten down by the things that he says. Uh, so he never wins, you know, and I think that's part of the, the show's brilliance. But I just love the fearlessness to tackle certain subjects and to tackle certain types of creativity in that show. And something you could use is something that I take away from as inspiration, not as like an actor or anything like that, but just as a creator in general, to be more fearless in our work. And I was actually listening to Alanis Morissette yesterday. I love her music. I was listening back over her catalog and I was like, man, she has some really good music that still holds up today. And anyway, I was listening to her on Audible They have this thing where they have certain musicians who come in and do like themselves in their own words and their music. And they re-record certain songs like acoustically or have different arrangements. And it's amazing. 
I first listened to the Sting one, and I was really digging that. And then I listened to Billy Joe Armstrong, and that was cool too. And then I saw Alanis Morissette. I was like, yeah, Alanis. So I tried it out, and amazing. Here's this woman who was very fearless in her own right and very young when she came on the scene and just put this stuff out there. Also, very intelligent, well-spoken, articulating thoughts very well. And she got to this one part where she was talking about her getting a bunch of crap for her malapropism, which is her misuse of the word ironic in the song. Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? Which everybody gave her so much shit for at the time. Like, that's not the way, that's not the proper use of the word ironic. I always thought looking back, why didn't somebody in her team say, be very meta about it and be like, yeah, we were making a statement that nothing in the song is ironic. And that's the grand irony of the song. I thought that would have been beautiful. But anyway, they missed the boat on that one. But she was talking about it. And what I loved about it is not only did she was she not ashamed, she owned it. And I was like, you know what? We wrote this song fast. We were, you know, in the moment. Uh, she sings it in, a, in an acoustic way on the audible recording. And it was amazing. She was just like, you could tell she was feeling it. She wasn't just like, okay, here we go. I got to sing ironic for the millionth time. No, she just owned it and and kind of put it in this new light. And I was like, you know what? This is still a fucking good song. I'm sorry. I don't care what anybody says, even if it is a malapropism. She owned it and it was very fearless. Um, That was one thing that I kind of heard over and over again with her. And it's funny because it made me think about Billie Eilish. I recently watched with my wife the documentary on Billie Eilish. And I was always one of those people at the beginning. I was like, ah, Billie Eilish, you know. And then I listened to her songs on the radio and I was like, kind of a guilty pleasure at the beginning. I was like, that's actually pretty good. And different from what's out there. And then I watched the documentary and I am not ashamed to say that I loved the documentary. I like her work a lot. And it's just funny because she gets all this crap for being so young. But then I thought back to it. I was like, Alanis Morissette started singing when she was 12. She started recording and writing her own music when she was 12. And then she her big album came out when she was like 19 or 20, I think. And we didn't give her crap. I'm like, look at this girl, this teenager who's putting this music out. No, she got labeled as like an angry young woman, which also was false, but we never gave her shit about being 19. It's just funny nowadays. It's like, well, she's 19, you know, Billie Eilish. But I just love the fearlessness in her work too and her ability to just tap into her raw emotions and get that out there. I think we could all use these people as inspiration to be a little more fearless in our own work. I know that cancel culture and paranoia that's running rampant on the interwebs and on social media people get a little afraid to express themselves and i'm not saying like you know in a cult type manner or from a political standpoint just spewing out a bunch of conspiracy theories i'm talking about real raw emotions that come from your life that you're expressing in your own work i think the more fearless you are with that form of expression the better you are the better you are in life, the better you are in your own mental uh, growth and spiritual growth, and the better you are seen in the eyes of people who love art and collectors. It's that humanity that people respond to. And I think there's a lot of fear going around now of like, oh, I can't say this, or I can't do this, or I can't show this, or I can't expose this. It was funny because I put an old piece of mine on social media the other day called Penance. And it was from a period of my time. It was a period in my time 
it was a period in my life where I was going through a lot of my own shit and it was dark and I was doing my, you know, a lot of my self portraiture and self expression and pop surrealism. And at the time I was sick. I didn't know what was going on with me. I felt like I was drunk all the time without any of the fun. And I was suffering from what I ended up being able to self diagnose with the help of somebody I was dating at the time as uh, candida, which, um, it was like a yeast infestation taking over my body. It made me feel like it, it made me feel suicidal, really, because I couldn't do anything. I couldn't express anything. I couldn't remember anything. I had no sex drive. It was just like everything was pointless. And I couldn't remember names. I couldn't remember words. It took me a long time to get it under control. But I created this piece called Penance, which is like me standing there, a little bit comic book style, standing there with these diagrams going off from my head and my chest and my private parts um, and just, you know, saying all these little like, like a doctor's diagram of like heart out of order and, you know, um, down in the nether regions, bored, tired, and uh, all the self-diagnosis stuff, parasite infestation. I had like a bottle crossed out and I had a poem that I'd written on there called Penance, which I painstakingly did with oil paint, <laughs> which I should have done with a marker at the time. But hey, I did this poem Uh, called Penance, uh, the same title as the painting. And I put it on the piece. And somebody was like, hey, you know, I I loved your piece and it's really brave of you to put that out there. And it's funny because it's such a part of me that I almost forgot that maybe it was brave. Um, Or maybe to me, it just, it's, it was something that I was experiencing so much that I was so vocal about at the time. I was doing so much of that in my own work that I kind of forgot about it. But I think that's something that is true to the visual arts, to many of the arts, like singing, um, acting, but especially the visual arts, being able to express some of these deep, dark, honest feelings and emotions that are raw and coming from deep within us. And I, I think it's a wonderful way for us to kind of exercise those feelings and, you know, say, have a powerful statement that resonates with other people that are going through it. So I just wanted to talk about this and urge you or give you the permission to be more bold with your work, to express yourself in a more raw fashion, to not have that inner critic or that social media critic out there keeping you from expressing what's going on inside of you and in your work. Because that's the kind of work that I always really relate to and that affects me and inspires me. And it doesn't have to be over the top like you know, what I'm saying with this painting doesn't have to be you exposing yourself, you know, in a figure fashion with these diagrams going out from your, you know, body parts, but it can be done in an abstract fashion. It can be done any way you want, really. But just make sure that you're tapping into what makes you human, what makes you unique, and the struggles that you go through, because I guarantee you sharing those struggles will resonate with a lot of folks out there. So, Thank you, Alanis. Thank you, India. Thank you, terror. Thank you, disillusionment. Sorry about that. Actually, no, I'm not. Gotta love Alanis. No, I, I think it's just great to be inspired and to be reminded from people, people who've expressed themselves in a way that resonated with a lot of people in a fearless way. And And even hearing that they got a bunch of shit for it. She got a bunch of shit for some of this stuff. You know, she was labeled, characterized as an angry young woman. 
you know, just very one-sided, like, I'm going to put you in this box. I'm going to put you in this category. I can define you and then I know who you are and I can put it away. Well, as you all know, we're much more complex than that. We all are. I think there's a tendency to label people nowadays. It's very dangerous because it labeling takes away your humanity. It takes away that roundedness that we all have. We're all multifaceted beings and we have a lot to offer. We have a lot of pain. We have a lot of joy. We have a lot to share and to teach. So I was reminded of that this week in, in general recently by some people like Larry David, Billy Eilish, Alanis Morissette, a bunch of different people, uh, Billy Joe Armstrong. So thank you all for reminding me of that. And hopefully this is a good reminder for you all to be a little more fearless with your work and to share what you do in a more open, raw fashion and to not be afraid of the inner critic or the outer critic as much because that's what makes your work powerful. So I would love to hear what you have to say about all this. Um, reach out to me as always on social media and share some work with me. I'd love to see it. I'd love to see some of the, your raw work, some of your the sharing of your own personal struggles. And it doesn't even have to be a struggle, just your, your personal history, your personal experience. Uh, I'd love to see some of that. So get out there and be creative. Have that permission. Give yourself that permission to express yourself as raw as possible. I think you'll be surprised with what you get out of it. So thanks for listening, everybody. I'll talk to you soon. But uh, now with a stop and chat. Uh, I don't want to do a stop and chat. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time. <laughs>